People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I'm your host, Brent Pope, and my guest today is actor, writer, director, Rebecca Johnson. You know her as Dawn, one of the beatdown biddies on Glow, but she's done tons of cool stuff like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, American Dad, The Sex Lives of College Girls, and that's not all. We had breakfast at Hank's Bagels in Burbank, and it was bagel-rific. So let's go. We have Rebecca Johnson today on Breakfast. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue collar guys. Let me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. All yeah. my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Hi. Rebecca Johnson. <laughs> Welcome Hello. to the tiny studio LA in NoHo. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm such a big fan of a lot of stuff you've done. You just came back from South by Southwest. Yeah. You had a film you're involved with called Wild Bitch. Yeah. Tell me about that. So Kate Nash, who is also uh, my friend from Glow, mm-hmm. her and I would hang out a lot, distanced, socially distanced in the pandemic in my backyard. And when Glow got canceled in the pandemic, we were just so depressed and we were like, we have to make something, you know, something to focus on. And so we decided to make a short film and kind of started talking about the themes we wanted to explore. And crazy, Kate was taking a horror novel writing class and part of the homework for it was that she had to listen to like soundtracks like movie soundtracks, like horror movie soundtracks, watch just images. So she randomly was listening to the Shining soundtrack, watching an image on YouTube, and a local news story popped up. A lady who woke up and there was a coyote in her bedroom. In (laughs) the actual scenario, animal control came took the coyote away. Everything was fine. Kate, though, was watching that while listening to the Shining soundtrack and was like, what if that's not the end of the story? And was like, Rebecca needs to play this lady. And so she texted me and we started outlining it. And so then we wrote it, starred in it, directed it, and then it got into South By. Wow. Okay. Now, did you go to South By? I Uh, did. Is that the first time you've been there? Oh, yeah. Cool. It was incredible. It's the biggest festival I've ever been a part of. And it was overwhelming. And like, even like when the film showed, it was in this block of all these incredible horror slash like kind of campy comedy films. Everything was so good. Sold out audience. I felt very like surreal, though, that like we got an amazing reaction. But at the same time afterwards, I was like said to my husband, like, did that go well? And he's like, yeah. Nice. But I think that I just couldn't process. It was so much. And then the festival itself is so massive. And it definitely gives like a new stamp of approval on us as directors, writers, actors, just creators in general. And to be like a part of that whole massive thing. And then that we got picked out of the thousands of people that applied was just incredible. And uh, I'm used to like, you know, making really cool shit and then getting rejected from everything. So it was nice to actually get the thing. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) Was there, what was the most interesting moment or the most unexpected thing that kind of happened while you were at South by Southwest? Let's see. I don't know. Nothing like absolutely crazy happened there, but I did meet all these filmmakers from around the world. And, you know, it was just so cool to meet these guys from Bangladesh that made a film that was in our block. 
um, called Mashari, which won the jury award. It was so good. And their film, almost like if uh, mosquitoes, instead of them being mosquitoes, were like vampires. So it was Mm. like these human monster creatures were like mosquitoes. And it was all about like a girl and there's a mosquito net and the fear of getting bitten by one of these mosquitoes. And But then ultimately afterwards, they talked about how in Bangladesh, how they are going to be like the most affected by global warming and they're the least at fault. And that was kind of like the underlying theme of their movie. And it was so poignant in that moment in the talk back. And the film was so good. And I was like, oh, they're going to win. It's like they have something huge to say and they made an amazing movie. So it was just cool. Like, I feel like there was those kind of moments. And I saw the kids in the hall for their documentary. Ooh. And um, my husband and I were the first in line to see the documentary That's great. because I was like, people are going to be lining up for hours. And so we got there two and a half hours early yeah. and no one else was there. And oh, wow. I was like, we beat the nerds. We wow. are the nerds. So then we were like waited in line. And then when the kids like walked in, they were making fun of everybody who was standing in line. They're like, what are we about to do? Square dancing? Because it was like they were a whole line of people like just like facing them. And they're a line of people. And, and then they were on stage just like shooting the shit between, you know, before and after. Their documentary is incredible. And it, they were so like inspirational to me when I was in high school. I used to watch the kids in the hall. And so it was like so cool to see them in person in the flesh, like right in front of me. Not when I was waiting tables on them because Dave Foley once I waited on him. Oh, really? (laughs) But this is more (laughs) in a creative environment. Wow. I uh, I met Kevin McDonald once because he was directing a sketch show at iOS. Oh, wow. Where I think it was a thing where they just did it in one day. It was one of those things where they created it all in one day and he was directing it. So I... I, I get it. I, I would be totally in my head if I met any of the kids and all. They're all just spectacular. I saw them. Uh, they did a tour. Uh, was it the Wiltern? Oh, yeah. Maybe like 10 years ago. Yeah. They did a re- comeback thing. That's in the documentary. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. I was there. I think it was two so nights or something. Cool. It was really, really good. Yeah. Great. One of the best sketch shows uh, of all time, I think, you know. Yeah. And it just like still holds up. Still so funny. They're just like funny characters. I mean, I didn't get to like actually meet, meet, meet them, but they were right in front like, yeah. of me on the stage talking to each other. And I felt like seeing them have their banter, like talking about the old days. It made me just think like, you know, I've been doing comedy for like 20 years and I was like, oh, it's like if my group had been that successful, that's how you'd be on stage. It's like the memories that you have from doing comedy for for them. It's like 30 years. Like, it's just so cool to see that bond. And then their documentary is so good how it like their relationships transform. So it was really cool just like taking it all in. And especially in the pandemic in L.A. is so much more even still like a little more locked down than everywhere else. And so it felt like I was it was 2019. Right. (laughs) Now, is there somewhere we can watch Wild Bitch? Uh, Not yet. Okay. so we are hoping to do more festivals. You could see the trailer and uh, yeah, we're hoping to do more festivals and then eventually put it out in the world in some way. So, yeah, South by was just the just the beginning. Well, something that people can see right now that you're in is is a movie on Netflix called Good on Paper. Yeah. Which is uh, stars Eliza Schlesinger, who's just one of the best stand-ups in the world. She's so funny. Uh, for a while now, too, you know? Yeah. Still looks super young, but it's like, I feel like she's been around for like 15 years or something. You <laughs> yeah, know? maybe not 15, but maybe, I mean, yeah, because she is pretty young, but she's well, so I, funny. Well, I started watching her do stand-up when she was 10, so <laughs> I don't know where you've been, Rebecca. 
She did bar mitzvahs. She did quinceañeras. Oh, oh, you do the bar mitzvah circuit. Yeah, you just go to sneak in people's bar mitzvahs just to see the sta- the kids stand up. That's right, just to see the stand up. Oh no, you don't I need to hitting the mic, but uh, like I keep bouncing into it when, when we're laughing. Um, no, I'm not here. I don't know any of the kids. I'm just here for the comedy. Yeah, yeah. I just love to see the bad improv and the <laughs> <That's right. laughs> people who dance with the blow up saxophones. Oh my gosh. Well, good on paper. I started watching it literally late last night. I was like, let me see if I can watch it and see if, if Rebecca has a scene early in the movie. And, and you do. do. You play uh, a flight attendant. Yeah. And uh, it's delightful. I could watch you play fun. a flight attendant all day. <laughs> it was a fun role. Kimmy Gatewood, who directed, is like one of my best friends and she's my comedy partner in lots of projects. She was like, pick one of these three roles, like okay. small roles. And so then I picked that one because it was the funniest. Oh, nice. And uh, it was fun to do. Well, Kimmy Gatewood. Okay, so we have to talk about this. Let's talk about Glow, since it kind of sure. naturally leads into to that, because you were both in Glow. Uh, in fact, you both played the characters that are known as the beatdown biddies. Yeah. Right? Uh, you were Dawn Rebecca? Dawn Rebecca, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember what <laughs> her character was. She was Stacey Beswick. <laughs> yes, okay. Really funny character. Some of the funniest characters on the show. I want to know about the audition process for this. Uh, you guys had kind of worked together in a, a music comedy group called the Apple Sisters. Mm-hmm. Did you guys come in as a group or did you just happen to get paired together? Because if you just happen to get paired together, that's wild. <laughs> no, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jen Houston, who cast it, she had seen the Apple Sisters 10 years before. This is like the story of my life. People see me and 10 years later are like, hey, you should come in. <laughs> um, and so the three of us and the Apple Sisters, we've been performing for a long time. The third girl, Sarah Lowe, she lives in Las Vegas. She does like Broadway type stuff and clowning and <laughs> all yeah. sorts of stuff. So she was in Jersey Boys in Vegas at the time. Kimmy and I were in LA and they were looking for like duos. And Jen thought of us, asked us to come in. And our audition, as opposed to like all the other Glow Girls, for the most part, had like real scripted stuff. Ours, I think, were clown type fools. So they were like, okay, give a little thing like to go off of. And then it was mostly supposed to be improvised. But Kimmy and I got together and like wrote a bunch of jokes and came up with a bunch of characters and options and stuff and went into the audition and did like three different styles of Mm -hmm. characters like making a dating tape. That yeah. was the conceit. And then in the callback, they sent the original from the original Glow, like the rap, and they were like, come up with a character, do a wrestling character. So we came up with five and we did like a 20 minute show. for them. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we had like all different types. We were like, let's show our range of everything. So we played like housewives and pig farmers. And I played like a little goth niece and she was <laughs> a <laughs> fabulous <laughs> aunt. And like we did like just everything that we can do because it just felt like this was our shot. Like we've been doing comedy for so long, like improv sketch. And the fact that they were asking us to come up with something, we're uh-huh. like, we're not going to come up with one. We'll come up with five yeah. babies. Yeah. Then they just like talked to us after and Kimmy and I overlap when we talk to each other. Yeah. And so I think it just fit what they wanted for Don and Stacy. In every episode, we'd have a line or two, and then we'd ad-lib enough that we'd have, you know, four yeah, or five. that's great. <laughs> Look, the ad-libbing, being able to do, the, or being able to do the dialogue that overlaps is something that really doesn't happen that often now, and it's really impressive when people can do it and it sounds good. 
the only time I remember it really happening on a consistent basis, remember when moonlighting was on? Oh, yeah. All the time. But yeah. it's very rare because, one, it takes actors that are really in tune with each other to be able to do it. And also the writing has to kind of Be conducive mesh. for it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, and for when we played the biddies, they would let us kind of work on it on our own. So they'd write some jokes for us or they'd say the biddies go off and then we'd write a bunch of jokes. So I have notes. I have so many notes in my phone of bitty jokes and it yeah. would be, you know, set up punchline, set up punchline between Kimmy and I. And so often we would just have our own bits. So in the third episode of Glow, when we we're introduced as the beatdown biddies, I cried when I saw it because it was a joke I wrote that was on screen. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I'm like a good five of cereal. When I get to you, I'll make you shit your pants. <laughs> and I <laughs> cried because I was like, it's my joke. Oh, my God. Because uh, I wrote that. Yeah, yeah. And I was so proud oh my God, of a shit, a shit your pants joke. That's so good. Look, if you can write a joke about shitting your pants <laughs> and it gets on and you wrote it. That's great. Uh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the voice is great. Um, are were there any other uh, characters that you wrote? That you're like, oh, this would have been almost as fun as the, I mean, I, you know, was there another one you're like, where you had your five scenarios that you were like, oh, this could have been great too. Well, they didn't actually use any of ours, so the biddies okay. were like their own. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, so it was just more us showing our range, but uh, so we did the biddies. Then we did what was called the toxic twins, which were like. That was in season two, yep. and we were like toxic rockers. Oh, that's right. And I did a voice that felt like like some sort of like surfer dude. I'd be, I was like, yeah, we're gonna rock, you know. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And then in season four, which never came out, we were playing the Gold Digging Sisters, mm. and we got to dress more like from Dynasty, like, and we had these incredible huge wigs. And like sexier costumes. And I was Beverly Hills and oh, Kim wow. was Crystal Caviar. And I was Beverly Hills. We had these like bedazzled bodysuits and it looked like we were wearing a gown, but the skirt actually you can rip it off so we could wrestle. Oh, my God. And uh, so we only got to wear those for two episodes. But that was so fun. And so it was cool because that was like, OK, now we have a new character to like yeah. play. When you had to do your wrestling training and do it on the show... Is that something that you really enjoyed from the get-go? Was it, or was it like kind of physically taxing or both? We started, so when we got cast, um, we had to say that we were like physically able, mm -hmm. but it actually wasn't true because I had just torn my calf muscle. Oh no. But I just pretended I didn't do yeah. that. And I like did a split in the audition. Like I ran around and then after the audition, after the callback, like I couldn't, like when I got home, I couldn't walk for like the rest of the day because yes. my calf was torn. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> And so I would just tape it up and then I asked around to find out where dancers go when they have to dance and they have, they're injured and went to like a chiropractor who like beat the shit out of my calf to yeah. try to get rid of the knot and told me how to tape it and, you know, whatever. So when I started, then when I met the stunt coordinators, we had to train wrestling for a month. I met mm -hmm. the stunt coordinators and I was like, okay, I have an injury. And they're like, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, work around it. But immediately I got tendonitis in my knees, like within like uh, two days, which I never had before. Right. But it was just like the being that much on my feet. Also, I hadn't really worked out in like years. Yeah. Um, so I was always, I was a dancer growing up but I'm not much of an athlete. So right. it was really taxing, but it was so fun. 
And eventually I figured out that if I worked out occasionally and got like, you know, one ab, Mm -hmm. that everything would be easier on my body. So between seasons one and two, I did a lot of Pilates and got that ab and (laughs) my knees felt better. And every year I grew an ab and um, my knees were better and better every year. And now they're gone, but I don't have to wrestle anymore. So Right. (laughs) I think they say that in It's a Wonderful Life, every time, every time someone gets an ab, Angel gets his wings. Oh, so, yeah, I think con- so. Congratulations. You- <laughs> There's an angel with three wings out there. That's right. And no abs. <laughs> yeah, no you, abs. you took their abs. Yeah. But it, wrestling is like the most fun. Like, and Kate and I in Wild Bitch, we put in like a big fight scene and we worked yeah. with a stunt person from Glow who coordinated on our film. And so we got to do like a really big, fun fight scene. And I love wrestling. Like That's I would cool. wrestle, I, like if I could continue doing that as a workout, mm-hmm. I would. But yeah. it is hard on your body. Brittany Young was on a few mm-hmm. episodes back. I already talked about how it's, it was a shame you guys didn't get that last season because, I mean, I watched the finale again last night. It was still a good finale. It, you know, it, had, it was very bittersweet and everything was kind of up in the air. Yeah. But it has to be interesting for you because your last wrestling match is literally against Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> in kind of yeah, a dream, right? Or, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. It was crazy. I mean, and when you think about the fact that we still trained for a month leading into season four. Yeah. Did two episodes. The final scene that I was shooting was all of us doing a rap in the uh, ring. Dresses our new characters, and it's this like choreographed dance song rap thing introducing our new characters in this insanely beautiful version of the set because it was supposed to be like a new TV studio. And we were all just like doing that. And then there was a douche commercial. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then and then they were like, everyone like literally we're doing the douche commercial. And then they're like, everyone come over here. We're taking a break for two weeks because of COVID. And then six months later, they canceled it. So it's wild when you're like, I can't believe that's where I was. Yeah. Doing a douche commercial. And then I was home for two Man. years. Well, look, you got three seasons. Wasn't enough, but it's more than some shows get, I guess. So at yeah. least, I, and I loved, I loved every minute of that show. Thanks. I've seen it several times. So congrats on that. Thank you. You also did a wild episode <laughs> of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I can't remember what the episode was called. Too Many Cats? Oh, ne- I need, ba- need I some need balance. Ba- I need some balance. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, it's, there's a lot of musical numbers that are kind of in Rebecca uh, Bunch's head. Yeah. And in this one, she's she really is kind of horny in this episode mm-hmm. and also was watching videos of, of cats. And she was talking about how she hates to show cats. And then she starts having these dreams where these different cats with different personalities come out. Mm-hmm. And you played elated cats. Well, she also has a yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a big part of the episode. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so she can't have sex because she has a yeast infection. That's right. And that's why there's like itchy cat. Because yes. every all the cats like represent her emotions. And one of them is itchy. Yeah. I think. Uh, and stinky. Like so much of it was about the yeast infection. And then my character was a lated cat because when she was actually getting some sex. Yeah. I, she was happy, and so right. then I represented that. Right. So <laughs> you got to wear like the full on like Broadway cast type. They made type. that costume for yeah. me that year when the Emmys were coming out. They have like a big presentation at the costume designers plate, like this yeah. museum basically. And I went to support the costumer from Glow. And then I walk around the corner, and there's my costume from Crazy X and wow. a video of me doing wow. a dance. 
Because wow. that costume was fucking epic. And it, yeah. like a sweater knit mm-hmm. thing that was made for my body with like rainbow fur. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, it looked really cool. How hard is it to perform in that costume? Is this super hot? I don't remember being hot. But yeah. it, it was really fun. And I worked with Catherine Burns, the choreographer. And mm-hmm. then Sarah Lowe, who's the third Apple sister, she actually assisted Catherine on many episodes of Crazy X. Sarah was the one that taught me my dance that okay. Catherine had choreographed. Oh, wow. And Kimmy directed the episode. So we were all there, which was really fun. Yeah, it was just like a blast. Like getting to dance like a big fat asshole, like it's so fun. Right. The funniest was to do that dance while like Rachel's making out like on the bed. So she's like making out and I'm just like dancing and doing this like crazy thing and we're in our own worlds, you know? Right. It was really fun. Well, that's that's really cool. I'm glad that you had a good experience doing that. Uh, the, The crazy thing to me really is the five cats were all just like super talented people, yourself included. But then you've got... Uh, who was it? Fred Armisen Fred was Armisen, one of the cats. Todrick Hall. Todrick Hall, major Broadway star. Yeah. Uh, Ricky. Ricky Lindholm from yeah. uh, uh, Garfunkel and Oates mm-hmm. and many other things. And then even uh, the, the other one was uh, Megan Amram, right? Oh, yeah. Who's, who's like, like a writer. Who's written a brilliant on, writer. Yeah, she's yeah. written on like Silicon Valley, The Simpsons. Good Place. Good Place. Most of the <laughs> best comedies the last year. Yeah. <laughs> just written on. So that's crazy because uh, they had the whole thing at the end where y'all are sitting at the bar commiserating and you're yeah. like, oh, wow, this is a great. And you get to see all five of the cat costumes at the same time. Yeah, it was so you know, cool. I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I lo- I'll talk about the show anytime I can. I ha- we had Pete on from uh, Crazy oh, Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah, Pete nice. Gardner. <laughs> I taught improv with him millions of years ago. Is that right? We taught business improv together. Oh, business improv. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to like UCLA business students or like at corporations to learn how to be more creative. Interesting. So that was basically um, being more collaborative and creative in the business yeah. world? Finding ways to like solve problems creatively as a group. Very yeah. cool. Wow. <laughs> well, hey, before we go any further, we did have a delightful breakfast from Hank's Bagels. So good. In Burbank. It's right across the street from the Sweet Greens where I get like a kale Caesar salad like at least once a week. You got to be going to Hank's. I know. I guess got to get out there earlier in the day. You know, right. cause it's usually closed. And I'm always oh, like, right. this, it, the, the sign is so fun uh, oh, on the yeah. front of the place. And there's a giant painting of a bagel on the side of the building. The trick is you got to order online. Okay. It's ready when you get there. 15 minutes. Nice. Then your food's ready. Well, how was your, how was your bagel today from Hank's? Great. I had an everything bagel with vegan cream cheese and a fresh squeezed orange juice. Um, it yeah. was great. I love Hanks. I mean, I'm from New York and the bagels like in Staten Island where I'm from outside of like Pete Davidson, uh, the bagels are the best part of Staten Island. And um, so I'm used to a good bagel. But, yeah. <laughs> so I was really excited to get bagels with you. And I really think Hanks does a good job. And yeah, so I had a, a lovely breakfast. Now, let me ask you this, because I, I think I've heard this from other people that, that are from New York. You got your bagel not toasted. Yeah, you don't get it toasted. You know why you toast a bagel? Hmm. When they suck. When they're not good? I heard Next that. Next time you get a bagel at Hank's, you don't yeah. toast that bagel. All right, Brent. I heard that before. You said Look, you, got you know it, we're going to get it toasted. I flinched, actually. When he asked you if you wanted to toast it, I was gonna be like, no, just taste the bagel. Taste the bagel. I brought shame upon my family. It's like putting ranch on pizza. If you get good pizza, you don't got to put ranch on it. Yeah, you should never put ranch on it. Some weird people okay. do. All right. From here's, Midwest or something. Here's what I say to you right now. <laughs> never again am I toasting these bagels. Not from Hank's. Toast Not them from, from the other places. Okay. What about Western? Do I have to toast Westerns? I think they can, they're, they vary. So okay. I'll even sometimes get it toasted. If I got a Hank's, I'll never get it toasted. Yeah. I, don't, I just like, 
I didn't grow up in New York, and I grew up in the Midwest. It was hard to get a bagel in the Midwest, yeah. actually. So I don't like, claim to even know like what the best way is to eat a bagel. But if you tell me it's not toasted, that makes yeah. sense. That's more than once that I've heard from a New Yorker that a fresh bagel. You, you don't, don't you don't toast a bagel unless yeah. it's not good, right? Unless it's day old. Or unless okay. you know it's not going to be good. You toast a Lender's bagel. You don't toast a Hank's bagel. All right. Sorry, Hank. Sponsored by Hank's Bagels. <laughs> I'm trying to get Hank's to open in my neighborhood. Try By me saying I'm trying, I haven't done anything yet to try to get them to. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll start now. Hank's open in Glendale. And I'll send you the place where I think you should open. <laughs> nice. I want to roll out of bed and get a bagel. From Hank's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also... You just save time not bo- toasting the bagel, too. It's, oh, it's yeah. <laughs> so much quicker. All right. Well, I had uh, everything. Ba- I had number one, mm-hmm. which was uh, bacon, tomato, aioli, cheddar cheese, fried egg. It wasn't over easy so that the yolk was all runny, mm. which I do love a runny yolk, but not in the yeah, sandwich like messy. that because it's going to be all messy. But it was delicious. I mean, it was very hearty. It was very delicious. And that fresh squeezed orange juice, like so you good. said, really, really good. I haven't had fresh squeezed orange juice in a while. I was like, why have I not? This was like a little piece of heaven. Yeah. I used to, well, growing up, I always would get bagel and cream cheese and fresh squeezed orange juice. And that's like, so that's like goes together with, for me. Like yeah. in my mind, it's like I need those tastes. Right. <laughs> I'm passionate <Wow>. about my <laughs> bagels. Well, thank you for introducing me to Hank's. I, I really did like, I'm going to go back there. because I'm Hank's bagels. I mean, the, <laughs> Hank, when you get a Hank ring for a bagel, <laughs> go to Hank's. Hopefully in your neighborhood. <laughs> You better tag them. <laughs> Don't yank your own chain. Go to Hank's. <laughs> bagel they, time. They won't be yanking your chain, but you can get a good bagel. Yes. <laughs> Hank's. It's bagel time. <laughs> They're going to be like, can you cease and desist? <laughs> Please stop. Just keeps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a restraining order from Hank's. <laughs> talking about? We're both going to get sponsorships from this. <laughs> yeah, hey. Well, thank you for go- introducing me to Hank's. I loved it. People, if you would like to get more Brentfast stuff, such as pics of Rebecca Johnson and I enjoying our Brentfast from Hank's Bagels, go to my website, brentpoke.com. You can listen to all the episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances in the official Brentfast store with a bunch of fun stuff. Shirts, mugs, stickers, masks. Rebecca Johnson's Beat Down Bitty Wigs with autographed wig cap, $29.99. Five left in stock. People, for it, do yourself a favor by picking up something from the Brentfast store. And if you enjoy the show, please, it really helps. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Brentfast. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Brentfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in 52 other countries. The latest, the Dominican Republic. So let's order up some Los Tres Golpes. And trust me, my Breakfast Burrito Brigade, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my studio engineer, Marco Leon, at the fabulous Tiny Studio LA, tinystudioLA.com, for making me sound so good. Rebecca Johnson, what is next for you and where can we find you on social media? On social media, you can find me at Hello Rebecca. Um, and my name is spelled R-E-B-E-K-K-A and no H. So at Hello Rebecca on Instagram, Twitter. And I am just continuing to write and develop. And you can watch the short film I made called Consent, a short comedy mm. about a serious subject. Uh, I'm going to just have you go to my Instagram because I had a website for it. And um, I guess the, the server's not working anymore. Maybe oh, I didn't no. pay my bill. But I went to, like, it used to be consentcomedy.com. And I, I went to it, like, yesterday to try to link it to something. And I was like, oh, it doesn't exist. But yeah, Consent, a short comedy about a serious subject is on Vimeo. You can watch that. And I'm going to be directing a movie this summer. So that's going to be really Ooh, exciting to I'm direct available. a feature. Uh, I was thinking when we were talking, actually, <laughs> I was like, there is a there is a part oh, that... But, um, you know, so who knows? You might hear from me. But yeah, I'm directing this kid's mockumentary. It's And I'm re- I got paid to rewrite it and direct it. And it's like so exciting. I love mockumentaries. I think uh, when they're done well, 
It's some of the best movies you'll ever see, like Best in Show. We're inspired like by Guffman. Yes. Um, but it's like about kids dance competitions. So uh, it's lots of kids and then there's some fun adult character roles. Okay. So. Well, that sounds that sounds great. Uh, and, you know, uh, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, no. no. <laughs> you did sign a p- paper saying that you would hire me. The next- <laughs> Is that what that paper said? Yeah, I know. I told you it was just, just to drink water. It was yeah, written just- in invisible ink. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, so lots of projects, but oh, all in, in the development stage. Yes. Well, Rebecca Johnson, it was so nice to meet you, uh, have bagels with you, continue success on all your projects. Yay, Yay, thanks. And with that, we put another elated, feral, cat-worthy episode of Brentfest with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. See ya. See ya. Sell a breath. <laughs>